Blog Talk Radio. And now, Geico Saving Stories. Russell Burton closed his laptop, having just switched his car insurance to Geico. He didn't think much of it until... Savings were everywhere. My pockets, uh, wallet, bank accounts. It was like the savings were following me. Following, indeed. All because of an innocent 15 minutes on Geico.com. I feel like I'm never alone. Geico. Spend 15 minutes and 15% or more in savings could be following you. K-I-R-P Radio!
K-I-R-P Radio! Good evening. You're listening to the K-I-R-P Radio Show. That stands for Keeping It Real with Pudgy Miller. Guest host Rocco P. Last Friday night of the month. And tonight is special because it's not only, not only the last Friday night of the month, it's the last night of the month, April 30th, 2021. If uh, you are listening live and you want to call in, I will get you on the air. 619-638-8559, So tonight we'll be discussing uh, the topic of, so how are those vaccines working? Essentially everything we've been told about SARS-CoV-2, that's uh, supposedly the virus, and COVID-19 is allegedly the illness from that virus, everything essentially has been a lie. It's either been a complete lie or it's been highly distorted. I'm not going to get into it tonight. I've said a little bit before. The SARS-CoV-2 virus has never been isolated. Okay, isolation is a technical is a technical term in virology. It's never been isolated. James Corbett pointed this out early on, as did others, especially if you want to read, go into detail, go to uh, the site nomorefakenews.com, nomorefakenews.com, John Rappaport. He's been talking about this for well over a year. He has extensive research, not only as a writer, but as a, a legitimate investigative reporter. He had researched AIDS, so he, uh, he, was, he was very, very aware of what was going on. Uh, it's never been isolated in the lab. They basically took parts of a virus, created it in, uh, based upon symptoms, and then it was created uh, pretty much in a, in a lab. But uh, so if you think about that, that's never been isolated. Think about the level of this hoax, the greatest hoax and the greatest psyop in the history of the world. How could you possibly test for a virus that has never been isolated? Then tonight we'll be talking about a so-called vaccine. How could you possibly, even if you believe in vaccines and the science behind vaccines, how could you possibly develop a vaccine for a virus? It's never been isolated. If you also want to see more information about that, go to Andrew Kaufman's site. Just uh, use duckduckgo.com or startpage.com. Search for Dr. Andrew Kaufman, and it'll come right on his homepage. He uh, did an extensive uh, – he's, he's done it many times, but on his homepage he has a long interview with London Riel, and you can see how he explains it has never been isolated. And that is admitted instantly by the CDC, but they just don't say it too much. So, but tonight we want to focus on exactly now. It's been months. People have been getting these so-called vaccines, and uh, the question is really, uh, how how is that working out? Uh, 
how, how, what's been the effects thus far? Uh, when I say it's, it's not a vaccine, uh, it's not. It's, uh, it's an experimental gene therapy. mRNA is involved in at least two of the uh, so-called vaccinations in the States. It's ex experimental gene therapy, mRNA, messenger RNA. Uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, I'll play a video with her later on in the show, but she would be very specific to say, don't say it changes your DNA. And I, I think what she's saying is say it, it results in a change of your DNA. So uh, technically, you could say it doesn't. It results in a change in your DNA. It's, this is experimental gene therapy. It's, it's, not, it's not a vaccine by any stretch of the imagination. It's never been approved. Okay, what we have is EUA, emergency use authorization. Not that there should be a Federal Food and Drug Administration, because that's not found in, in the Federal Constitution. But they don't follow the Constitution, so the federal government's involved in health care. They shouldn't be in any way, shape, form, or manner. But the Food and Drug Administration has not approved any of these so-called vaccines. They've only been given EUA emergency use authorization. Everyone that's getting these, that's getting the experimental gene therapy, they're part of the world's greatest clinical trial. And because this is, it hasn't been approved, this even in the U.S. military, even in the U.S. military, they cannot prove, they cannot make anyone take this experimental gene therapy because it has not been approved. It has been approved. So understand, understand, and you know, I wasn't going to get into that aspect of it much tonight. Understand if you're hearing rumors about your employer or yeah, any, uh, any state government or the federal government itself, you know, they're going to force people to take this, okay? Uh, they can't legally at this point. They can't legally at this point because it has never been approved. That's once again why even in the U.S. military, they cannot, they cannot coerce people to take this experimental gene therapy. You do a little research, too, about Nuremberg trials, and that's one of the things the Nazis were indicted for, is uh, medical experimentation on, pop, on the population, on people. Uh, <laughs> that obviously they didn't consent to. So this non-vaccine, this experimental gene therapy, uh, again, at least two of them, not the, not the Johnson & Johnson, which is really, people call Johnson & Johnson, really Janssen, which is owned by Johnson & Johnson. That one is very, very bad too, but it technically doesn't involve the, this uh, spike protein changing the, R, the RNA messenger technology. But they're all experimental, None, even the Janssen has not been approved. So this is the world's greatest, not only the world's greatest psyop, this is the world's greatest mass medical experimentation on people. It's ever happened, it's ever happened. Understand that. Uh, if, uh, if you are on the fence about getting it, uh, there is no FDA approval. Okay, so it's not there. It's not there. And of course, if it was, you shouldn't take it anyhow, because they've never tested even on animals. They've never tested even on animals. So there's so many aspects of COVID-19. You know, we talk about again the different layers of the psyop, what they've done with the medical martial law police state, uh, how draconian things have been, how government has uh, coerced their will upon people, believing that they could protect people from themselves, which obviously they can't. The most draconian example I've heard is in Chile, in South America, in Chile. Uh, Whitney Webb 
was there. She was an independent researcher, part of the new or new or or alternative media. Uh, you can see uh, you can see her stuff, I believe, at Limited Hangout, and uh, she's on uh, she's on uh, Less American Vagabonds, a guest a lot too. She left Chile, and her first-hand account was now she's in the UK, not quite as bad in Chile. Uh, you could go out four hours a week, two hours twice a week, but you could only go so far from your home. Okay, so the police, the police were uh, observing that, I believe, I guess, based upon the street and then also the technology on your phones. That was it. You'd go out four hours a week, I believe two hours twice a week, and you can only go so far from your home. Part of the reason they accepted that in Chile is because of the history. When the CIA deposed uh, the leftist leaders, the uh, socialist Salvador Allende, they, uh, they placed in power a guy named Augusto Pinochet. And you could argue that Pinochet improved the economy, but you know, thousands of people disappeared. The CIA trained uh, the Chilean military and police to basically set up a secret police force, and people disappeared. So even though it happened you know, decades ago, that's that's ingrained that's ingrained in the minds of the people there in uh, in Chile. So there's no pushback. Uh they're they're intimidated, they remember what's happened in the past. There's also no independent media, that's what Winnie Webb said, unlike the States, uh there's virtually no independent media down there in Chile talking about what's going on. So they could people could look at what's going on in other countries and have access to that, but there's none there. So uh one interesting thing, one interesting thing, and yeah, people, uh, people on this show. I mean, I, I lost some listeners when I talked about Donald Trump and how he never delivered on a, he absolutely never delivered on any major campaign promise, especially the wall. Yeah, it never happened. Uh, it was never built, and Mexico didn't pay for it. So uh, Chuck Baldwin wrote an interesting piece, and I'm going to quote from part of that. Donald Trump sent out an email to, uh, to his supporters. Again, Trump's obviously planning on running in the future. Looks like they'll flip back to Trump in less than four years, but who knows? It appears that's, uh, that's the script to divide, and, uh, to divide and distract us. So Trump sent out this email, and uh, you can look at Chuck Baldwin's piece. If you want to go for the email itself, uh, he just quoted from it. Go to uh, naturalnews.com, and uh, Ethan Huff wrote the piece. It was called Trump email announcement says refusing COVID-19 vaccination is, quote, deranged pseudoscience, end quote. Trump email announcement says refusing COVID-19 vaccination is, quote, deranged pseudoscience, end quote. And it's good to see on national news because uh, the health ranger, Mike Adams, he pretty much got on the Trump train. Uh, he was tied in with, the, in with the Alex Jones orbit. I think a lot of people did that for money because when Alex Jones because his audience is so massive and his influence is so popular. If those if people went against him then, and particularly because Trump was popular with the, the right, you just see, you, you just, unless you're already established as you know, being hardcore alternative media, it, it, you're just going to take a hit. But in any case, Mike Adams was on the Trump train, and uh, it's refreshing that you know, he's having his people talk about this, now exposing Trump uh, for what he is. And obviously, Trump was behind Operation Warp Speed, you know, using the military. <laughs> military should never be combined with the next word, vaccination. That, that should never, ever, ever, ever take place. But it's sad, a lot of people that are on the Q, part of the Q-PSYOP, and Q is a complete lie, total distortion, 
there is not, you know, these uh, white military people, good actors, and well, let me say this: there might be true people within the military working against the system, but it has nothing to do with Q. You never hear about them. Q is complete and utter nonsense. People have lied, including former General Flynn, said Trump was going to definitely be, uh, was going to remain in the White House. You have Mike Lindell. I don't blame him as much, but yeah, he was he was propagating that nonsense too. But a lot of people still believe that. Yeah, I still had gotten a got an email from a friend who was telling me, yeah, Trump's uh, yeah, Trump's coming back, and uh, they think they're gonna wake wake up one day and everyone's gonna be arrested. And uh, the only people that are gonna be arrested are those that are speaking out against the tyranny. Uh, it's not gonna be people in the government. In any case, it was refreshing to see that Mike Adams did. Yeah, run this piece. So what did uh, what did President Trump say? And again, a lot of people are influenced by Q and offshoots of Q, basically saying, yeah, Trump is gracing the world. He's really fighting the deep state. Uh, there's going to be some type of military coup, and that's uh, that's really brainless too, because we're never going to restore liberty by martial law. That's it's not going to happen. Uh, but he, here's part of what uh, Chuck Baldwin says. So Trump's so Trump's great criticism of Joe Biden is that he's not administering the deadly experimental COVID vaccines fast enough. It's not a vaccine. And he calls people who refuse to be vaccine, vaccinated, and it's not vaccinated, it's being uh, injected with experimental gene therapy. Uh, and he calls people who refuse that with these deadly experimental drugs deranged. Folks, never forget that there would be no global COVID hysteria, no deification of Anthony Fauci, no totalitarian takeover of the medical establishment. No national lockdowns, business closings, church closings, school closings, trillions of taxpayer dollars in government stimulus welfare, massive job loss and burgeoning hyperinflation, and a general spirit of fear and paranoia across the entire world. Had President Donald J. Trump not signed his imbecilic emergency order and callously created the joint military pharmaceutical company's Operation Warp Speed experimental vaccine program that has now killed and injured the better part of half a million people. To say that Trump was not a stooge for the deep state is nothing short of laughable. The phony, albeit deadly and enslaving COVID narrative was the reason the establishment insiders put Trump in office. Hillary Clinton could never have gotten away with it. I, I disagree with that part. Trump pulled it off like a champ, and he's still at it, even as he waddles his fat derriere around the golf course. Yet the vast majority of conservative Christian talking heads, podcasters, broadcasters, writers, pundits, and preachers don't even have the courage and integrity to admit it. No matter what Trump says, you are not the range if you don't want to take the deadly experimental COVID shots. Uh, you, you could basically say the reverse. You're, you're deranged or seriously deluded if you do want to take it. Because, again, you're being part, you're being part of the greatest clinical trial in, uh, in world history. This is, this is, again, they skipped animal trials. They skipped animal trials. We're getting more into that. So what's happened so far? Uh, what's happened so far is, uh, in terms of the injuries, uh, what? Uh, let's look at some of those numbers. Chuck Baldwin's piece. This is his latest article, uh, updating the escalating harm caused by COVID vaccines, published April 29th. You go to his site, ChuckBaldwinLive.com, to see that. And like a lot of what Chuck says, I can't listen to him preach because he's pretty much a political activist. You know, kind of, yeah who basically preaches to as as a as a form or a medium to do his activism. And uh all the people have said that about Chuck. He doesn't appreciate it, but I think it's true. But in any case I appreciate his political activism. I don't don't appreciate his preaching that much. It's uh, highly topical. In any case, here's some of the numbers that Chuck breaks down here. Uh through April seventeenth, twenty twenty one, this is European stats, seven thousand seven hundred and sixty six deaths 
and 330,218 injuries following injections of four experimental COVID-19 shots. What are the four? Uh, the mRNA vaccine by Moderna and Moderna's, Moderna's uh, symbol in the stock exchange is mRNA, messenger RNA. Isn't that cute? The, MR, the mRNA vaccine by Pfizer-BioNTech, the AstraZeneca vaccine, and the Janssen vaccine. Janssen's owned by Johnson & Johnson. This is public information funded by the European Medicines Agency, EMA, and anyone can, anyone can use your, the uh, Udra Village system and verify this data. Denway and Norm, Nor, Denmark and Norway have completely suspended the use of the AstraZeneca experimental COVID-19 shot. A statement issued by the Norwegian Institute of Public Health stated that the AstraZeneca COVID-19 COVID-19 shot is more dangerous than COVID itself, especially for young people. That could be said about all of them. I mean, all of these so-called experts and, and health officials. We're talking about something when you look at the CDC's own stats. We're talking about the fatality rate of it's only over one percent if, if you're like about over 80 years old and you have several, you have more than one comorbidity. So for the vast majority of the people, this is not deadly. Yet what have they done? And to back that up, to see, you know, look at the numbers in the past, how many people have died in the last few years from tuberculosis or TB, highly infectious, yet we never changed the world. Why is that? Well, this is, this is obviously political. I mean, it's a psyop. So Chuck Baldwin goes down a list of a lot of prominent people who have died. He mentions a cybersecurity expert, Dan Kaminsky, dead at 42 after uh, boasting about getting a COVID shot. Uh, a woman, Kimberly Credit, 44 years old, dead after taking the Moderna shot. Ashley Teller Green, 30-year-old actress, dead after taking the COVID shot. Rapper DMX, dead after taking the shot. Rachel McKinney, 35-year-old registered nurse, dead after taking the Pfizer shot. 21-year-old University of Cincinnati student, dead 24 hours after taking the Janssen shot. 20-year-old Scottish man, dead 12 hours after taking the Pfizer, the Pfizer COVID jab. 27-year-old physician dead three months after taking the COVID shots. Midwin Charles, 47-year-old and MSNBC legal analyst, dead weeks after taking the COVID jab. 22-year-old Israeli woman dead after taking COVID jab. I think Israel has the highest rate of vaccination in the world. And, you know, that's a, that's a more advanced police state than the United States. I mean, that's thing. Israel's not a good place to be. So he goes on. He, he lists a lot of those numbers. And, again, he stresses what I mentioned already. This, these are experimental. This is the world's largest clinical trial. It's the world's largest clinical trial. Again, the European numbers, this is an article posted April 24, 7,766 dead, 330,218 injuries. European database of adverse drug reactions for, COVID, for the COVID-19 experimental gene therapy. So what's it look like in the United States? Uh, what are those numbers in the United States? Uh, go to you go to Children's Health Defense, childrenshealthdefense.org, Robert Kennedy Jr.'s site. Or he's part of, part of the organization. Uh, CDC investigating three deaths. This is uh, dated 4:23. CDC investigating three deaths after J&J vaccine. New VAERS data include 584 more reports of deaths after COVID vaccines. VAERS. What's VAERS in the United States? The Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. The really terrifying thing about when you look at these numbers, at least in the states, in the past, in general, yeah, you know, before the current COVID psyop, they've looked to say, okay, how many adverse reactions are really reported? 
Okay. In other words, let me rephrase that. Of the adverse reactions to the report, how many are not reported? Okay, so if you have an issue with a drug and there's X number reported, how many is total report because they're all on a report? Studies have shown in the past that only 1 to 10% of adverse reactions or adverse events are even reported. So all these numbers, again, it could be, it could be yeah, well over 90, 90% more. That's where it's been in the past. And obviously, the news media now, just as they said, all those COVID deaths were, were basically conflating other deaths. There was no flu deaths last year. It was completely, totally concocted. Okay, if COVID was real, you would have seen a clear increase in deaths last year. You didn't. They were lying. Now, when people are legitimately dying after the vaccine and being injured, they're basically saying, oh, yeah, we got to study it. We don't know. It's so immoral when this hasn't even been approved by the FDA. So what do we have? What's the bears data? What does the so-called vaccine adverse events reporting system, what's actually getting reported in the states? Uh, then on April 23rd, 86,080 reports of adverse events following COVID vaccines, including 3,186 deaths and 10,152 serious injuries between December 14th, 2020, and April 16th, 2021. And again, in the past, the events reported are normally only 1% to 10% of the total that actually occur. So, yeah, let that sink in. You look at, you look at those death numbers again, 3,186. Okay, times that by 1 times 9. <laughs> uh, my math isn't good. 3,186. Let me see. Okay, so if it's 1%, then that could easily be over 31,000 deaths. This, uh, this isn't good, and again, it's not getting reported and will not be reported by the mainstream media, whose, uh, whose goal is not to inform, but to misinform, to create a narrative to get people to accept what is wrong. Uh, so those numbers are very, very sobering. Again, you do not hear about those numbers uh, on the mainstream media, and you will not hear those. Uh, these also, these anecdotal reports from different nations, not just the USA, of people who did not subject themselves to the experimental gene therapy, but have become ill after being exposed to those who took the jab. I, uh, I started to look at this this past week, and you know, there's there's a ton there's a ton of these types of reports all over the place. And again, I said it's anecdotal. Yeah, you know, it's relatively new, but it's been coming out. A lot of this involves women, not just women, but especially women. That evidently, there's there's many women that have said that the menstrual cycle has been disrupted. These are women, not just women who who've taken the experimental gene therapy. We're talking about women who have not taken it, but have been exposed to women who taking experimental gene therapy. It's, it's uh, disrupted their menstrual cycle. A lot of them report their, their cycle isn't the same and excessive bleeding. There's one article you can look at on medicalkidnap.com, medicalkidnap.com, woman complaining of severe menstrual disorders post-COVID-19 injections, even if they did not get the shots. It's dated April 19th. 
And again, medicalkidnap.org. Severe cramping, heavy bleeding for days on end. Postmenstrual menopausal woman all of a sudden menstruating, menstruating again. Irregular periods and more all are all being reported by a woman after being injected with a COVID-19 experimental shot. But another phenomenon is being reported. These symptoms are being reported among women who did not get the injections also, but have been around those who have. What's going on? Women said, women say they are having heavier and more painful periods since getting their COVID-19 vaccinations. Well, gene ther- experimental gene therapies, as several claim it has also messed up their monthly cycle. So there's a Daily Mail piece they quote, uh, and then yeah, they have they have different posts from social media again, anecdotal. This is what people are saying. Uh, two miscarriages in four months. Have you heard of anything that could be possibly causing clotting issues recently? I have. Hi, Kim. I've been reading your stories on the vax, shedding and clots. I'm an RN, registered nurse. Our hospital has been taking in COVID patients for over a year now. I've not been vaccinated, but the overwhelming majority of my coworkers have been. I've also had two miscarriages in the past four months after two easy conceptions and pregnancies, healthy births previously. After working with various holistic practitioners, we're learning that I'm having clotting issues that are preventing my uterus from being able to support an attached embryo. I know correlation doesn't equal causation. Your stories, stories have been startling to me, though, and I wanted to add mine for others to read. Another one. This is insane. My mother is over the age of 60 and works in LTC. She didn't get to shop, but all her coworkers did. She called me and told me she had, she had the worst cramps ever, and then she had dark blood. She's well past menopause. Uh, hi, Kim. No one. I saw at Science cited a story suggesting to reach out to you about weird bleeding issues. About 10 weeks ago, I had a very heavy period that I referred to as the tsunami. It lasted about 10 days, stopped for four days, and had another seven-day period. I recently started another very heavy period, bleeding that leaks over my diva cup in a few hours, time, which is never full even after 12 hours. That lasted 10 days, stopped for four, came back super heavy going on day five. It's still bright red and clots. I had cramps before this started, which I've never had cramps before in my life. I feel horrible, dizzy, fatigued, unexplained bruising, nauseous, and ringing in the ears. Anemic-like symptoms. I'm an unvaxxed teacher surrounded by vaxxed people. I normally have very light periods, every 28 days lasting three to five days. I'm 46, so I was hoping it was the start of menopause. Someone else. Okay, so, so... So far, I didn't. I'm not. I'm not vaccinated. Will I ever? My husband, however, did. He received a second dose of Moderna on February 8th. I had a weird period starting on the 10th or 11th. It was unlike, and it was unlike an, a usual period. Bright red blood and very heavy. Lasted about five days. I have not had a period since. I have taken three pregnancy tests, and I am not pregnant. I've had some weird hot flashes lately as well. I thought nothing of it in terms of the vaccine because I did not receive it. But I have been hearing things that weird things happened with people being around people head. Have you heard anything like that? I'm 37 years old, have zero medical history, taking zero meds, I have an 11 year old and a two year old. Someone else, yes, me too, post-menopause last period over 10 years ago, I went to my GP so much so that I have an appointment at the cancer clinic next week for test problems start after jab on February 26th. So these these are all over the place. One more, I work in a hospital surrounded by vax people. I am jab free and will continue to be. Last month, I had the heaviest period of my life. That uh, chain and uh, goes on some details I won't read. But these are all over the place. These are all over the place. So, uh, how do you explain that? Uh, how how is this explained that you have a situation whereby not just people? Obviously, there's going to be 
you know, the many, many horrible uh, results of the experimental gene therapy. I'll get more to that later. But how do we explain the fact that people who have not taken the experimental gene therapy, yet they've been exposed to others who have, are having these symptoms? How could that be? Well, uh, so, so it, is, it is a great question. It is an excellent question. I'm going to play going to play part of a video here. Let me get back to the right place. And this is a very interesting video. You can pull it up. I have it on Rumble as elsewhere. If you want to do an internet search again, use duckduckgo.com or startpage.com. The uh, title would be Urgent. Five doctors agree that COVID-19 injections are bioweapons and discuss what to do about it. Urgent. Five doctors agree that COVID-19 injections are bioweapons and discuss what to do about it. It's, uh, it's, long, it's long. I'm not going to play all of it, but I'm going to play part of it. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, I believe she's put in a good 20 years of research into vaccinations. So, I mean, she was op- opposing uh, vaccinations well before the experimental gene therapy with COVID. There's some other doctors, though, one, one in particular, that uh, was not against vaccines. She had been a, she had been skeptical or a critic of the Garcil vaccine, but she was against them. She has fallen out of grace, though. Now that uh, that she is uh, she's exposing experimental gene therapy, but it's very interesting what these doctors said. Different perspective. There's some uh, technical medical language they use, but are these few minutes well worth uh, listening to it, understanding how they are talking about? potential explanations for what's going on. Turn it off, Sherry. Sherry, turn it off. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. We're, we're trying to uh, put this whole thing together just as quickly. So everybody said yes. We, Michelle, God bless her, has been scrambling in the background trying to get, you know, Zoom things and links and emails sent out, everything all day long. And then Cookie's been, you know, who hasn't been feeling very well lately, has, you know, came to the battle to do this with us tonight. And so that just without any further ado, I just wanted to say, you know, we, we really wanted to talk about this and bring together, you know, physicians who really have, um, really have thought this through. We chewed on it a lot. And I just want to start, Maureen, even before you start with the whole panel, the first thing I want to say that I think is really important is because I've been saying this for a while now in the interviews that I've been doing. There's the three questions that have been coming up, and I think we'll address these three tonight and maybe some more, that I keep getting over and over again is, number one, the issue of, of um, shedding, number two, the issue of infertility, and number three, the question about the integrity of the blood supply. And I think that all of those will cover what we're going to talk about tonight. And I'll just start just briefly by saying that, um, you know, at the beginning we started talking about this uh, and this whole concept of shedding. I said, this isn't shedding, you know, because we have always um, um, connected shedding with live viruses. Like if you've got the flu and you're coughing with something or the polio vaccine or the rubella vaccine or chickenpox vaccines, because those are live virus things. Those are what we think typically think about shedding. And since we've made a really big distinction between vaccines and COVID shots, because these COVID things are not vaccines. In my opinion, I think it's important for us to separate shedding goes with these over here. And what's happening over here is transmission because something is being transmitted between people that we haven't clearly identified yet. 
And that's what the part of the discussion is going to be amongst all these physicians and people here tonight. What is it that's possibly being transmitted between the vaccinated person to an unvaccinated person? So I think, it, you know, you guys have heard me say this for decades. Thoughts are things, words have power, and definitions have meaning. And so if we talk about this being a transmission, that keeps COVID shots over here and shedding and vaccines over here. And I know we sort of blew this around today on the on the on our chat, and everybody sort of agreed with that. So I just kind of wanted to start from there. So if you start hearing us tonight talking about, you know, because the question about shedding, shedding, shedding keeps coming up. I want you to start changing your language from you know we change immunization and immunize into vaccinate and vaccines because you're not getting any immunity from any of these shots. So we sort of erased that for a while ago. I think if we start changing it to talking about transmission, it may make a lot more sense of the things that we're going to talk about. So with that as a backdrop, Maureen. Okay. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. We really appreciate you being on with us. And I so appreciate these expert physicians coming on to share their knowledge and theories, really. <laughs> of what's happening, because I don't think anyone really knows. Uh, I think we're witnessing an unprecedented situation here. We're getting reports from thousands of women around the world. Uh, we're seeing things like women are bleeding for weeks. Um, some of them are not getting their period. Some postmenopausal women are bleeding. Uh, some people are passing large clots. Women in pregnancy are developing clots. Women are experiencing miscarriages. Uh, some people are having bloody noses. Uh, children in proximity to those who've been vaccinated are developing bloody noses and clotting. There's bruising on the legs being reported, uh, blood clots in men. We're seeing things that uh, make no sense. And uh, all we can do is uh, open up discussion. Again, uh, we're seeing unprecedented censorship. So this forum is an incredible way to hear some expert theories on what's going on. So we have to discuss, we have to debate, we have to investigate, and we have to research. So um, I'd like to ask a few questions of the panelists, and I'm sure it'll just roll into a, a very lively, amazing conversation. But um, before I do, uh, I mean, well, before you speak, if you could just give a few minutes of your background, because recently I've heard a couple of you being introduced, and it really didn't do justice to who you are and the amazing uh, background that you bring to this subject. So if you could just introduce yourself prior to speaking uh, the first time, that would be wonderful. So I think the first question is on people's minds, women around the world, um, what do you think is happening? Do you think this... Right, looks like I got a caller. Good evening, are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Thanks for Yes, thanks for calling in. May I have your first name and the state you're in? Sure. My name's Joe from Montana. I might have going, some Joe? problems with my Okay, how are you doing? Pretty good. I might have some problems with my app, so if I do, okay. you will know it's me and not you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, because you've got the interesting subject tonight about the vaccines. I don't call them vaccines. Um, I read your description page, and they are extermination substances. 
They are, um, you're right, this is one um, existential trial which is being done on all human beings throughout the world. Who's doing it? My particular opinion is that it's the Rothschilds. Why, um, any, any thoughts on that? I don't, I don't really go there because, for this reason. Uh, we know there's, uh, we know the above the governments, uh, you, you, you can chase it down to a certain point. Above the governments is a financial interest. You have the central banks, the private Federal Reserve Bank, Cartel in the United States, it's international. Uh, you have the Bank of International Set Settlements in Basel, Switzerland. And above that, obviously, there's the Bilderberg Group and others. But beyond that, I don't, I don't think it's really, it doesn't really matter to say who is at the top of the food chain, because I don't think we know, but we do know what the program is, and it's global depopulation. Well, the reason I say the Rothschilds, because when you mention the central banks, what business are the Rothschilds in? They're the ones that invented the central banks centuries ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's broader than them, though. That that's that's all I'm saying. It's it's just broader. It's not just oh, the Rothschilds okay. that own the Federal Reserve. That's all I'm saying. Well, no, no. I mean, uh, people will say the family, the, the richest family of twelve, the three hundred, etc. But I right. wanted to mention them because, um, to, as far as I'm concerned, the New World Order is whoever is involved, and the Rothschilds to me, they seem to be the focal point. Getting back to the vaccines, when you have, uh, if you, you probably have watched a documentary called Plandemic 2? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. I don't know if you've covered it on your show, but if you do, it'll be an interesting topic about how um, Bill Gates has actually patented COVID and then patented the, uh, the methodology to protect him from being discovered. And if it weren't for a particular type of researcher, um, he might not have been discovered, Gates that is, for doing what he's doing. So I wish people would actually would, would actually wake up. But the problem is, is that most people, in addition to their being brainwashed by their perspective, is that nobody really wants to know that their Santa Claus, their government, their people that they've elected to protect them are the very same ones that are killing them. They don't want to know that the largest category of deaths in the world have not been, uh, cannot be categorized under the umbrella of natural causes or even war. It's democide. It's, it's governments killing their own citizens. So people don't want to wake up to that. But I can't say that I blame them. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, people, the... The control mechanisms they have in place are pervasive and effective because the way it works is that you learn a little bit in school maybe about you know, the former Soviet Union, uh, artificial famine in Ukraine under Stalin, yeah, limited Nazi Holocaust, and people think in this country and elsewhere, well, that couldn't happen here. But you know, astute people who have studied history know it's already starting that they're criminalizing speech. The idea of a hate crime, which started years ago, where does that go logically? If, if words, if certain words then become illegal, what, what's the eventual outcome of that? Well, then people will be illegal if you say certain words. Then what happens to you? <laughs> of course. 
Um, uh, you know how domesticated a nation is by the domesticity of its words. If you silence a person's tongue, um, I was wondering where hate speech was going years ago. I was wondering where all this PC was going. I was wondering where all the SJW movements were going. And now I know. It's to censor speech. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's also to make <coughs> people's voices, people's thoughts, people's beliefs um, illegal, just like in 1984. So that's the whole purpose, is to make sure everybody not only is dumbed down, but that they feel marginalized, that they feel um, that they can't express them, themselves. And at the same time, the governments uh, are using the vaccine um, to trigger the self-preservation instinct in people. Because when we, especially like Americans, we well, it can't happen here. But we also, we always envisioned that the government would come with tanks. Uh, they would come with <laughs> obvious draconian measures to clamp down on us. No, they're just using the vaccine for our own good. And everybody goes along with it. And why not? <laughs> it's ingenious. Yeah, they, they, they've got a problem I mean, with the political correctness of cultural Marxism. I agree with you. It's, it's designed to you know, crush free, free thought. But it's also designed to divide us because you know, with, with the fake insurrection, with Trump on the way out, uh, they've gotten more militant again. It was amazing, but it was part of the plan to then ban a sitting president from Twitter. And that wasn't against Trump. That was designed mm-hmm. to inflame his followers because they want to provoke violence. But with the vaccine, it's a great example of divide and conquer because they want, you know, they want us to argue over you know, what, whether it's a real, you know, if a black cop, if a white cop shoots someone who's black, you know, they, they want to immediately yeah, inflame the community and, and cause distrust. I mean, I know there's a problem with police violence, but I don't see the stats that's overwhelmingly racist. But the police are out of control because we've become a police state. But in any case, this whole thing with the vaccine is brilliant because they want everyone on the same page, divide and conquer, get us fighting about other issues, not realizing that everyone, they get, that the vaccine's a literal bioweapon. Yeah, they and obviously it's worked. The problem now in the states, though, and I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do, I don't know if you have any thoughts, is that people are not taking it at the numbers that they thought. So I think what they're well, doing is, yeah. right now, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. I was going to say later in the show, I think if you, know, you listen to Dr. Tenpenny and others, it appears if the way is probably going to go down is that when the flu and cold season starts, the cold, as you probably know, is, is a type of coronavirus. If the way the bioweapon works is then there's going to be massive deaths and injuries then, and probably they'll say over TV and the mainstream media that it's not the vaccines that are causing those deaths and injuries. It'll be variants, so we need more vaccines. <laughs> I don't know. Of course. And of course they will. And people will go along with it. There are people who are working in the health industry. There are nurses, but there are nurses who have told their family members, Pop, please don't take the vaccine. And they take them. And not only yeah. do they take them, there's a, there are incidences in which other of a nurse has taken it, got mildly ill, but then got, went back for the booster because he trusted the authority figures more than he trusted his daughter's ex, um, experience um, in the hospital. 
So the brainwashing, yeah. that, that is incredible. Oh, yeah. It is absolutely incredible. But the t- TV, TV is no doubt a good part of the mind control agenda. I mean, you, you look at, you know, like the Amish community, they're largely not watching TV. Yeah, they're not vaccinated. There's not an issue. So, I mean, to me, th- this was brilliant in that people wanted to believe that, yeah, there's a problem because you have cases when no one has symptoms. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but people believed it. What, 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 do, what do you think? What do you think happens right now? Right now, we see. Uh, the, yeah. Like when you say the TV. Sure. Now go ahead. See what? Yeah, yeah. You were going to say something about television. Hello. Oh, I just threw it out years ago, um, and I was lucky because since I threw it out, I, I don't, I don't watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. James think, Corbett. See what the, pro- the, the problem is. is I had a delay on my uh, on the on the phone. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. The conversation between you and I is probably going to have like a 10-second delay because I'm having some problems, as I said, with my uh, with my phone. So um, maybe I maybe I should uh, I've tried calling back in on other shows, but that doesn't help. Yeah. Oh well. Hmm. But what were so, you going to say? Well, what do you, what do you think? Uh, what's your opinion right now? I've got a working theory. Of what's going on? Yeah, Texas has eased up in Florida, and of course, the reality is the states never had. Could, you know, should never take anyone's rights away. But now people are saying, well, it's a good thing at least that they've eased up. So my opinion is this is part of the SOP is that they're playing it left versus right because, you know, Republican governors in Texas and Florida. And then they're basically going to pull back. So it's like, you know, one step forward, it'll be three steps back in the fall. What do you think? Well, I think the Republicans will come in and be inconsistent, just like the Democratic government as well. DeSantis is playing a good game. He's actually the best one around. I think Nome, who was the governor, <clears throat> or is the governor of South Dakota or North Dakota, I forget which one, um, she was a fairly decent governor, but I think she's capitulating. Texas is capitulating. Abbott um, is giving in, but they've also let go of the lockdown to a certain degree, but then they'll probably clamp down again. I think it's probably just the cabal uh, tearing the, uh, the wings off the flies. I think they just want to see us suffer, and they just, that'll be just part of their methodology. <clears throat> this mandate, this lockdown is here to stay, regardless of uh, if, they, uh, if they give us temporary relief. But it's here to stay until they actually perfect the, um, the, the so-called vaccine, perfect the bioweapon, so that when they really want to, they'll exterminate just about everybody. That's my, that's my working theory. <laughs> Could be. I mean, you have that Eagle report where they predicted in, I think, within five years, the U.S. population would be reduced by 69.5%. So people said Deagle is a CIA front, so that's very interesting. But I think, again, I go back to the PSYOP. There's so many things they're doing to control the people, but I think they're gaining the trust of people by giving them the illusion of things being better. Well, things are better now in Texas and Florida, but then people are trusting the government, 
instead of realizing they never they never had a right to restrict those freedoms. So what the government gives, then, yeah, they can take. And like I said, I think yeah, mm-hmm. the Republicans then will believe, oh well, it's bad enough now. Yeah, DeSantis is a good guy if he says, you know, we can only go out three hours a week. Now I believe that. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Uh, the thing is, is that yeah, they they want to encourage trust because eventually in the future, what might happen is that there was somebody I was listening to, and um, in the past. What they had done when they wanted to kill off the citizens, they rounded them up like in Germany. They rounded them up under the guise of, go ahead, get on the trains, because when you get on the trains, the destination will be to a work camp. And then the Jews found out they ended up in concentration camps. Russians found out they ended up in gulags. The thing is, is that they don't have to do that with our technological advances nowadays. All they have to do is digitally disappear us. Which means, yeah. since if they institute a cashless society, and if we have to pay for everything via digital currency, via debit card and credit card, all they have to do is stop, cut off our checking accounts, our savings accounts, our debit cards and credit cards, and we are stuck with nothing. We don't have to be rounded up. We have to stay inside our apartments because uh, we can't go anywhere. We have to stay inside our houses because you can't buy gasoline because <laughs> uh, our currency is stopped. Simple. It's true. I, I think that they, they built all the – they've advanced the police state dramatically since 9-11 you know, with DHS and uh, diffusion centers. So I think there still will be camps, and that's because there's guns in this country. So – but that'll be for a select few. Uh, that won't be. I, I agree. It won't be for the vast majority of people because there's there's too many people. But I, I think there still will be. There will be distance that that they will have to. Uh, they will have to take care of. But not many. Yeah, and yeah, and they will try to come after our guns. But I don't even think that's even necessary, because well, I know people say, well, I'll be out there in the front line, shoulder to shoulder with my patriots. And we will fight them. Well, yeah, you will. But if the military is not on our side, and even if it is, if they replace the military with robots, have you seen those dancing robots? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, those robots are amazing. I don't know if they're for real or if they're CGI. But if those robots are for real, we're in for a lot of trouble. But let's say the military gets replaced with with robots, right? Now, even though there's more guns in America than there are uh, people, we don't have the ammunition. Who's going to take charge of this resistance? Where are the communication centers going to come from? There will be wars, of, there will be turf wars, and after a while the ammunition will run out, <clears throat> Excuse me. and the tanks will come, the drones will come, the helicopters will come, the robots will come, and it's bye-bye. We, if we don't make a stand now within the, before 2022, is my estimation, we're dead. That's just, that's just, those are just my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been said, if, if you can't oppose with your voice, I mean, would you, will, would you be willing to physically fight? There's just too many people, though, that are armed. I think the plan has always been, or has been for a long time, to lock down the country state by state and FEMA region by FEMA region. I think it's no 
coincidence of FEMA Region 1 is New York, New Jersey, and Puerto Rico. And Puerto Rico, as you know, is nowhere near New York and New Jersey. But it's very easy to lock down those three states. Very easy. Though so Puerto Rico is mm-hmm. a province. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it might become a state under Biden's plan. Yeah. And FEMA plan, FEMA, uh, FEMA camps may be part of their, uh, of, of their particular agenda, but after a while, they won't even need them. The FEMA plan, FEMA uh, camps will be to round up people, maybe as experiments, you know, just like in the Matrix. Maybe they'll want to experiment with humans to find out what they can get from human beings, perhaps as energy. Who knows? <laughs> Right now we're in yeah we're in a we're in a particular situation that we have no experience of. Uh, right now we we have some experience rather by looking at history, but the technological advances will devolve us into a world in which nobody, except for those that control the technological weapons, have experience in, and that's going to be a scary scary scenario. So, so do, you, do you have any optimism for states like Montana, where, where they're pretty independent, and people are well armed? No. No. Again, the ammo is going to run out if people don't uh, get together now to find out who the generals. See, when we had the Civil War, uh, below the Mason-Dixon line, uh, the Confederates already had their cannons, they had their armies, they had the generals, colonels, etc. They were all prepared. So when the shots at Fort Sumter were fired, everybody was ready. We're not ready now. Okay? <laughs> That's a lesson that the, uh, the New World Order has learned in terms of American history. You know, don't, uh, don't let people get too well armed. Don't let the militias thrive. Infiltrate the military so that even if you have patriots, purge them. And that's what they're doing now. So, no, um, unless people get together now, I don't know. I don't have much hope. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we shall see. Appreciate you calling, Jeff. Sure. Uh, take it easy now. Have a good night. You too. K-I-R-P Radio! Listen to KRP Radio Show, Keeping Real with Pudgy Miller. Going to take a brief break and come back and listen to part of that video with the Doctors' Roundtable discussion.
K-I-R-P Radio! Getting back to that doctor's roundtable discussion video. Hormonal? Do you think um, the uterus is being uh, is, is a targeted organ? Um, what what exactly uh, do you think is going on? In in simple terms that all of us can understand, um, I know this is a complex issue, and there's many avenues we can pursue. But um, just in 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 your idea, uh, Dr. Christian Northrup, uh, what do you think is happening? to not only people who have been vaccinated developing these problems, but now, as Dr. Sherry said, in people who are in close proximity to those who've been vaccinated. We've never seen this before. So what do you think is happening? And you're muted. You're muted. Thank you. So I'm introducing myself first. I'm a board-certified OBGYN physician, went to Dartmouth Medical School, did my residency at Tufts. New England Medical Center in Boston. I was a clinical assistant professor of OBGYN for 25 years at the University of Vermont College of Medicine. I'm, at the, I'm the author of three New York Times bestsellers, including um, this Bible of women's health called Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, loaded with peer-reviewed literature and my experience on the front lines of mind-body medicine when it comes to women. For many, many years, I was on the Oprah Winfrey Show 10 times. I uh, did eight highly successful public television specials, which raised millions of dollars for public television. In 2013, I was one of the Reader's Digest 100 most trusted people in America. And now, in 2021, I am one of the 12 disinformation dozen, along with uh, Sherry of um, those of us accused of 70% of the disinformation about vaccines on the internet, which is an astounding fall from grace until you understand who is determining what grace is. Having studied the menstrual cycle, our connection with creativity, our connection with the moon, um, I am rather horrified at what's been going on around this. Now, I already knew this is a, a report here from LifeSite News. Uh, thousands of reports of menstrual irregularities and reproductive dysfunction following COVID vaccines. So the media is focused on blood clots, but then we had suddenly all of these women and a friend of mine today literally sent me a picture of what came out of her body. She's a woman in her uh, 30s. Entire decidual casts, they're called, um, meaning that the entire inside of the uterus just sloughs off. Decidua, meaning uh, like deciduous trees that shed their leaves. The menstrual cycle is one of the indices of health. So we know that a regular menstrual cycle that's every 25 to 30 days is considered one of the ways that we determine a woman's health. And when suddenly you have thousands of people all over the world, many of whom have not been vaccinated but have been around the, those who have, we begin to wonder. Now we already know that polysorbate 80, which is included in these shots, uh, can adversely affect ovarian function and it shut down ovarian function in rats. We also know that many, many women have become infertile as a result of the Gardasil vaccine, which I spoke out about in 2006 on the Oprah Winfrey show. 
there are things called pheromones that are secreted by the apocrine sweat glands in the pubic area and under the armpits. Those regulate women's menstrual cycles. The pheromones are why, we think, women have periods at the same time when they're all living together in close proximity. There are so many things that affect the menstrual cycle, but the reports that we are getting are not only uh, swelling of the genitals, um, erectile dysfunction in males, scrotum swelling, um, problems of this nature, breast irregularities, all of that. This is from the, the Yellow Card Voluntary Program in England, um, but we don't have any database right at this very moment, uh, formal database for these abnormalities that are occurring when you're simply around someone who's been, who's had this shot. So my feeling on this is that there's some kind of a bioweapon, some kind of a bioweapon that, uh, that the body is now secreting, transmitting as it were, as you said, Sherry, from somebody who's had the shot. Because what, here's what we know. This is not a normal immunization. It is in fact something that causes the body to make a synthetic protein against a SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. It is a synthetic protein that's never been seen and the body begins to produce this as a factory. It doesn't shut off. I mean, I've had people say, well, you know, maybe in two weeks, that will stop. There is no way this is going to stop because it's made your body into a factory for a uh, synthetic pro protein that's never been seen before that theoretically can be in your um, saliva, urine, feces, sweat, seminal fluid, blood, um, flatus, maybe. And so when you're around a person, then I think this is coming out of their bodies and possibly adversely, adversely affecting the most delicate hormonal system. I mean, to get pregnant and stay pregnant is an enormously complex problem uh, system. And we know that that spike protein antibody cross-reacts with what's called syncytin 1 and 2. And those are proteins absolutely essential for the placenta, for fertilization, for maintaining a pregnancy. We now have women who are miscarrying. They are uh, unable to get pregnant. They're having heavy bleeding. We don't know why, but my feeling about this is that something is being produced by the body of a vaccinated person that is possibly adversely affecting others, and it is uh, of great concern to me. Thank you, Dr. Northrup. And Dr. It's an excellent video. Uh, you may want to check all that out. Urgent five doctors agree that COVID-19 injections of bioweapons discuss what to do about. Carrie Midday, the next doctor, talked about hydrogel, the fact that in these, in these experimental gene therapies, they include nanotechnology, nanotechnology hydrogel. It, as she says, sounds like science fiction, but it's science reality. So when you understand some, some, of, the, some of the mechanics, we don't know everything that's in there, uh, this, is, this is a literal bioweapon. And now it's apparently, we're apparently finding out, it's not only harming people that take it, but people that haven't taken 
the experimental gene therapy and being negatively adversely affected by those who don't who have taken it. those who aren't who have not taken the experimental experimental gene therapy are being negatively are being adversely affected by those who have taken it uh, again it's this is it, it just gets more strange and strange I've said this before tonight what will what would we expect in a few in a few months when the cold and flu season begins okay coronavirus is a broad category of viruses that will include the common cold uh, Lee Merriweather this is from a site Lou Rockwell had it on his site site humans are free uh, you can find that uh, you can find the piece there in the following interview uh, Dr. Lee Merritt explains that mRNA again messenger RNA technology is not a vaccine mirroring 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 what David Martin also said recently in animal studies, after mRNA injections, messenger RNA injections have been administered to cats, when the virus arrived once again into the body, it arrived like a Trojan horse undetected by the cat's own immune system. The virus multiplied unchallenged, and all animals involved in the experiment died from various causes. According to Dr. Lee Merritt, what happened is all animals died, but they didn't die of the vaccine, meaning the experimental gene therapy. What they died from what used to be called immune enhancement, and now they call it antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE. Here's what happens. They make the RNA, uh, and you get the vaccine, and you do fine. Now, you challenge the animal with the virus that you are supposed to be immunizing against. So when they challenge those cats with SARS, SARS-CoV-1 is coronavirus. SARS-CoV-1 is a coronavirus species. Instead of killing the virus or weakening it, the immune response that they built into your system went, uh, went out and coated the virus. So the virus came into the cat's body like a Trojan horse, unseen by the cat's own immune system, and then it replicated without checking and killed the cat with overwhelming sepsis and cardiac failure. And that also happened in ferrets. That happened every time they tried this. Let me just point out, we have never made it through an animal study successfully for this type of virus. I'm going to repeat that. We have never made it through an animal study successfully for this type of virus. We have never done this in humans before. We don't really have a track record of success. This vaccine, again, this experimental gene therapy was rolled out to distribution centers before they even made a show of caring about the FDA approving it. Do you realize that? I've never seen that happen before. If Dr. Tenpenny and people like Dr. Lee Merritt are correct, what we're going to see is a real crisis. Up to this point, we've had a completely uh, artificial, fabricated, imaginary crisis. They've had people upset about cases with no symptoms. It was a case-demic. Uh, the original model didn't happen. The fatality rate, again, for, uh, if it does exist, SARS-CoV-2. And again, it's, it, it's never been isolated. But based upon the CDC's own numbers, the fatality rate is under 1%, unless you're already pretty much and have several comorbidities. There's going to be a real health crisis if, what doc, if Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Lee Merritt, and others are correct. Uh, we're going to see a real health crisis when the cold and flu season happens, because then all these people that have had gotten the experimental gene therapy, many of them are going to die, and many are going to become seriously ill. And then as we appear to be learning now, in between now and then, they're somehow, you could say infecting or harming somehow, 
doctor, Tenpenny didn't use the word shedding. She said they're somehow transmitting something to other people that are making the mill. So what would that look like then in a few months? If the, the hospitals did shut down, if they were overburdened, then people that would need medical treatment for other things, they would start to die. Uh, you would have a disruption in the food train. I mentioned it before. They are creating an artificial scarcity of food. You have a major disruption in the food chain. You're already starting to see food prices go up. That would get worse. So the so-called perfect storm would appear to exist. And I had mentioned with Joe earlier that Deagle report. Deagle is evidently a front group for the CIA. And their projection in a mere three to five years is that the U.S. population is going to be reduced by 69.5%. I don't say all this to scare anyone, just to let you know these are things that some things have been said. Deagle is an estimate. But the things about the, this experimental gene therapy, um, I think it's going to do what it was designed to do, and that's to kill and harm people. Didn't exist. didn't exist to help people. It wasn't created to help people. That wasn't the purpose. Ultimately, and I didn't say this to Joe, ultimately our greatest need isn't material. It's spiritual. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. All of us, everyone ever born will spend somewhere in eternity, either in eternal heaven or in eternal hell. People, everyone was created in the image and likeness of God who created the universe. Creating the universe included creating us, you and I. Everyone who does not trust Christ as Savior can look forward to eternal damnation, eternal separation from God, and a very real hell for eternity. Everyone humans creating the image and likeness of God will live eternally somewhere. And there's only two options, either heaven or hell. So I would just, I would encourage you to simply pick up the Bible, yeah, read through the Gospel of John, read through the Gospel, read through the Book of Romans, and understand that as a person you're created in the image and likeness of God. However you sinned, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The only way your sin can be forgiven is through trusting Christ. Christ who is sinless, God the eternal Son became fully man and remained fully God. He died on that cross at Calvary to redeem people. When you trust him, then God sees Christ righteous in you. Christ rose from the dead proving he was God. He never died again. Someone like Lazarus who Christ raised, wrote, he died again. Christ never died again. Uh, and then he ascended into heaven. So if you trust Christ as your substitute, as your Savior, then God in exchange takes place. God sees Christ's righteousness in you. Very clear in the book of Romans, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. The word justify is a legal, it's a legal term. It's in the perfect tense. Have been, we have been justified. Present perfect tense. Something that happened in the past, the results continue. Continue indefinitely. Continue forever. So you either stand before God uh, when you die, you stand before God in one of two ways. You either approach God based upon your own righteousness, then you're condemned because God demands perfect righteousness. Or you, you approach God based upon the righteousness of Christ, which only comes through faith in Christ. Then God sees Christ's righteous, righteousness in you, then you're redeemed. You've been listening to the KRP Radio Show, Keeping Real with Pudgy Miller. Once again, I thank Pudgy Miller for the opportunity to use his platform. I will hope to be back next month, this time the last 
Friday in May is May 28th. Thank you for listening to KRP Radio Show. KRP Radio!